Broadcasting from a tiny office in a parking garage, it's the Relevant Podcast. Relevant Podcast. Anytime, anywhere. Hello, everyone. Welcome to the May 23rd, 2008 edition of The Relevant Podcast, your audio companion to Relevant Magazine and RelevantMagazine.com. I'm Cameron Strang, and here with me is three-fourths of the regular crew. To my immediate left, editorial director Adam Smith. hey And directly across from me, staring at me kind of creepily, web guru Lloyd Kinsley. Hey, y'all. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Uh, Cameron, is it okay if I just take off don't leave me in here with him he it's really creepy you're i mean you're not right next to him that's true is it that my eyes are different colors <laughs> <laughs> if it was one eye was one color and one was the other like Stuart scott on right. it's ESPN. just that each eye is different colors. Yeah. have you ever looked into his eyes well you know he got like one of his eyes jacked up at one point no no, he did. Really? He really did. He, If you notice, he had what appeared to be a uh, like a black eye for a long, long time, and he evidently got one of his eyes jacked up somehow. And, uh, wow. Is it like Sandy Duncan where he has a glass eye? I hope not. Because doesn't David Bowie have, like, different colored eyes? Different, Two different color eyes? I think he does. Yeah. I believe so. That's like his I don't know. thing. Well, that's a nice note to start the podcast on. <laughs> Uh, today's podcast, we actually have a couple things coming up for you. A live in-studio performance by 10th Avenue North, whose new album released just a few days ago, actually. Yeah. And also a terrifyingly disturbing new game Oh yeah, by Adam Smith. Unlike most of our other games, you can play along at home with this game. Wow. Uh, I mean, some of... I mean, can you still get prizes? Uh, yes. If you buy them yourself? If, indeed. <laughs> yeah. You you have to acquire the items to play the game yourself, and you will also have to acquire the prizes yourself. But I would be willing, you know, out of the kindness of my own heart, if someone makes it through a lot of levels of this game, just on the honor system, to do something for them. Really? Yeah, something. Is there? Are you going to let them know at, at what level they've crossed that threshold? Um, yes, okay. I'll let them know. All right. Snapple fact of the day. I haven't read this one yet. Okay. It says, in a year, the average person walks four miles making his or her bed. Hmm. I'm going to say, in my case, absolutely not true. Yeah, same here. <laughs> same here. No, I would say that is true. I never even accidentally make my bed. I know. I think I made it once for an open house we had when we were selling our house. So the thing is, I make it, but I could never make it quite as, as good as Becky makes it. And I know that sounds like an obvious manly excuse to say, well, you do it so much better than me, so why would I bother? But I, I just... That is what it sounds like, Lloyd. Chauvinist? Yeah. <laughs> it's not like origami. You, di- you disgust me. <laughs> you I'm, see, glad, I'm glad someone said it, Cameron. You said neither of you even did it, so... Yeah, but we don't expect some woman to come along and do it for us. That's true. I'm, I'm ex- fine having a messy bed. Yeah. I don't expect it. She just does it. 
Oh, yeah, she's my wife doesn't. <laughs> we just have unmade beds. <laughs> I, I sleep on a mattress on the floor. <laughs> okay, so we have movies coming out on May 30th. Now, not May 23rd, not today, next Correct. week. Correct, next week. So, you know, we started this wonderful new thing two episodes ago. Completely messed it up last week because we ran the podcast a week late. <laughs> sure. And now we're back on track. That just confused people. So basically, Indiana Jones didn't exist. Oh, geez. Don't say that. Well, I'm sorry, we're not... I mean, we're skipping it. Yeah. Because we got to look ahead. Well, we just mentioned it at right. the very least. That's true. Let's listen to some of that theme song. Mm. <laughs> That is good. Yeah. It makes me want to immediately engage in archaeology. <laughs> I want to grab my bullwhip. <laughs> Not adventure. Archaeology. Archaeology. Okay. I immediately want to study things <laughs> and document them. Yes. Mm. Yes. All right. Well, on the other end of the spectrum, coming out on May 30th, we have Sex in the City, which is a two-hour-long TV show. Yeah. Um, and that's two hours too much for me. Oh, my gosh. I, I saw some website had a uh, where you could print out if you're a guy you could print out a get out of going to see sex in the city card <laughs> and I think I think that's something that every guy needs. Uh, yeah. Also coming out, The Strangers, starring Liv Tyler and a bunch of people who I don't know their name. The trailer for that actually made me jump. Oh, uh, it looks terrifying. Oh, oh, it's a scary one. Yeah, yeah. no, I won't see that. It looks. Intensely terrifying. It's not. It's not a documentary about how children should be wary of people who come up to them <laughs> offering them things. Nor is it a uh, uh, adaptation of the Albert Camus existentialist novel, The Stranger. Uh, speaking of children, we were at your son's birthday party, and his cousin Max was there, who's mm-hmm. three. And Maya and I, he was on the slide. Maya and I were over there, kind of playing with the kids, and we we're like trying to talk to him. He stared at us and would not say a word. And we're like, "What is wrong with this kid?" Like, all the other kids are interacting with us, and this kid wouldn't say a word to us. And then his dad comes over and goes, I'm really sorry. We taught him not to speak to strangers. Uh, and he, like, literally would not speak to us. Yeah, well, well I mean, it's a good thing you know Elijah, because I taught him to stab them in the shins. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I still remember the first time I met him. Yeah. I, do, I mean, most, I most, most uh, parents don't normally equip their children with switchblades, but, you know. Yeah. I, I find you can this... never be too careful no. in today's no. day and age. Uh, music coming out three days earlier than the movies we just discussed. So this is May 27th. That's this coming Tuesday. Yeah, and I, I messed this up. I should have done the music first. That's what you told me last time. It's okay. All right. We've got The Future Heads with This Is Not The World on Vagrant. Under Oath with Survive Kaleidoscope on Tooth & Nail. And John Foreman with the with two more of his solo ones, Spring and Summer. I've heard good stuff about those. On Credential. Yeah. Heard um, real good stuff. They're going to be in the next Relevant Network kit, I heard, so... That's that's good stuff. Yeah. That's the that's the word on the street. It's amazing stuff. All right, so that'll do it for your entertainment releases. Up next, slices.
listening to Mates of State. The song is My Only Offer from their new album, Rearrange Us. I love me some Mates of State. Yeah. And the fact that they're a husband and wife duo just makes it kind of adorable. <laughs> when I think adorable, I think Mates of State. I do. That it's it, my standard bear. Yeah, it for just adorable. kind of it warms my heart every time Has I hear it. There's been many combinations. Oh, you of cute kids. Husband and wife. The white Sunny stripes. And, Sunny and Cher. <laughs> They're not married. They, they were. used to be. I thought they're brother and sister. You no. you bought into the lie. No, they're not. No. They, there's they there's documentation married. of a marriage certificate and divorce papers. Yeah. Wow. Um, they, but they still could be brother and sister. Uh, <laughs> Are they from weird. Kentucky? Hey. <laughs> uh, Sonny and Cher. The captain and Tennille. With the Wait, wait. Married. The captain got with Tennille? I didn't yeah, know that. of course. I hey, captain and Tennille are still married. Was the conference's brother and sister? Or was they that? were brother and sister. Mm-hmm. Now, here's one that's but confusing for a lot of people. Donnie and Marie... Both. <laughs> Dude, I was flipping through the channels on um, Mother's Day and something on ABC. It was like a movie listed on the guide that I wanted to see. So I flipped on it and they had preempted the movie for kind of an impromptu Mother's Day special starring Donnie and Marie. <laughs> oh, man. And it was like a soundstage with like this really cheesy props and stuff. I mean, like kind of from the 70s, you know? Yeah. Um, you know how they would just do kind of a soundstage with yeah. cheesy props? And they were just standing there singing. Wow. They were like singing wow. for an hour to a live audience, and the audience was enraptured. People love Donnie and Marie. I did not, I watched it for a good five minutes. Wow. Couldn't understand wow. what was going on. It's a very Mormon Mother's Day. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Um, at the beginning of the podcast, you heard the Ting Tings. The song is Fruit Machine from the album We Started Nothing. It seems like if you had one of those, you would never go hungry. The fruit machine. The fruit machine. Yeah. Now, does the fruit machine do things to fruit, or does it make fruit? Oh, I think it makes them. Well, I think we all have fruit machines, then. They're called called trees. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) I like Ting Ting. Yeah? I haven't heard them. I just, I like that that name. Well, you have heard them, because they played at the beginning of the podcast. Yes, I have heard them, and (laughs) great they are. Good choice. (laughs) What you mean is you had not heard them before. Correct. So a little a little uh, update on the Pro Tools situation. One of the reasons why the podcast was delayed last week was not only my laziness, as Adam's intro had declared. It was also it like it is. technical difficulties. Our Pro Tools studio, or we've tried to change things to make the studio more mobile, and that has been difficult. We are now recording in a trailer. <laughs> my, that well, the mobile thing has been difficult because my laptop died. So we've been trying to come back to you know a standard studio setup. Anyway, we uh, we've made a change from Pro Tools. We've moved on. We've left Pro Tools. We are now with Logic, a comparable program made by Apple. So which means it's better. Yeah. So two things: we are selling our Pro Tools studio. Our Digi, our Digi OO2 board and the updated software. If you are into audio and would like a Digi OO2 board and the new software release, uh, contact us. And it's going to be for sale on eBay or something like that. But I thought a podcast fan might actually they appreciate might, it because oh, yeah. you could you could. It's like the podcast home game. It's like th- well, it's three years of podcast right there. It's, it, this should go in the museum. It really should. It's not it just should good be sound in the glass equipment. Case. It's history. Right. 
Right. They should put it in a glass jar on the mantle. You know, um, you know how we always joke about your sentimental value being added to the actual value of something. Right. In this it's case, it might be true. The roof, <laughs> through the roof. Yeah. And the thing is, we really should market this as podcast, the home game, because you get it and you can you can make your own. That you is know. true. You can sit around. You, and you literally can, can. You make can your pretend own. you're doing the relevant podcast. Yes. And uh, you know, our germs are on it and everything. Yeah, I will. You if you want me to, it. I will actually spit on it. Yeah, you can. You can then take our DNA, like Jurassic Park, make your own podcast crew. Yeah. So, really, this thing has a lot of added values. Yeah, it's true. So, anyway, we're selling that. The other thing is, we um, Lloyd and I are looking for uh, an additional web designer. Yes. If you are a talented web designer, uh, we would love to hear from you. We figured, why not give it a shot? We found a great programmer by yes, mentioning it mm-hmm. on the podcast. Big shout, uh, shout out to Josh. Uh, so if you are a web designer looking for a full-time gig, want to join our crew here in Orlando, um, even if you're not looking for a full-time gig, like you have one, but you want a better one, mm-hmm. I, th- then you know, hit us up. I'm actually looking for a butler. So, oh, so you want to buy? Lloyd wants a web has designer. This become, has this become podcast classifieds? Yeah, yeah. This is uh, secret. This is uh, po- podcast Craigslist. Yeah, I'm. I'm also selling a coffee machine. <laughs> going down We're, the list. We can liquidate a lot of stuff through the podcast. But yeah, if uh, if you'd like to be my butler, then go ahead and shoot me an email, Adam at relevantmediagroup.com. All I can really offer you is room and board, and the room you will have to share with me. But, uh, and actually you'll have to pay half the rent, um, but you will get the, uh, the joy of, uh, maybe making my bed. Who knows? Maybe you could walk those four miles. <laughs> um, but if you are interested in either the pro tools equipment or employment as a web designer, email Teresa at relevant spelled the Risa or the Risa, the Risa or the Jesus. Actually, we also set up the email account KillerT at RelevantMediaGroup.com. The reason why I mentioned the Pro Tools thing, I actually didn't finish that, was because switching over to Logic enabled us to do a few things that we haven't been able to do before, i.e., we now have sound effects. So you listening to the podcast are going to hear more jingles, more little bells and whistles, because I can just push buttons now. Yeah, because what yeah. you've been wanting, I know people complain to us all the time. They're like, why are you not more like a local radio station wacky morning zoo crew? <laughs> and now we can, yeah. like this. And maybe I was thinking maybe adding a, a live studio audience. What do you think? I, I, I think that would I be I think good. we should. See how there much better that See? is? Yeah. Honestly, that salvaged that whole thing. Yeah. So yeah. I, I'm telling you, because like, if you're just watching like Seinfeld, you know, there are things that they do and say that really, if there was no volume, not that funny. Yeah. But because everybody else is laughing, you're like, well, that was great. So now basically we can prop up any lame <laughs> joke we have with the studio audience. And Unless I say it where I imagine there will be and, the and, noise of tumbleweeds. Yes. And there is a tumbleweed noise. So anytime <laughs> Lloyd drops one that doesn't land. Yeah. And you know what else we can do uh, with this Wacky Morning Zoo crew? We can take some current event and do a song parody. (laughs) I'm so excited. All right. And now with Slices, maybe I should do a little jingle intro for Slices. I don't see why not. Should it be like a a vintage newsroom? I think so. I think it would be be reckless and irresponsible for us not to have a Slices jingle. 
from Philip Morris, purveyor of fine quality tobacco, comes your news from around the world. Slices. All right, there you go. That's our new jingle for yeah, Slices. That's that's actually archival uh, Vintage, audio. Yeah, yeah, from from uh, our great grandfathers who who did an old reel to reel podcast back in the day. Um, <laughs> How did they distribute that? Uh, by hand, they well, they, they had what were called casties. Okay, kind of, who would stand on street corners? Casties, not newsies. Not newsies, casties. Okay. They'd stand on street corners, like you know, extra, extra. You hear all about it. Funny news, <laughs> ridiculous games, the occasional musical performance, five for a nickel. That's what they'd do. And so, what did they play them on? On the real people didn't have real to real machines. Um, well, they recorded reel to reel, then they transferred it to vinyl, so to people photograph. would play it on the Victrola. Okay, you know, sitting around their Victrola at night, mm-hmm. listening to the latest, uh, the latest podcast. So you had to buy vinyl to listen to them. All right, yes, that's right. Okay, and back in those days, it was called a uh, a podcast because um, they were paid for it in in vanilla pubs. I was going to say pea pods. Pea pods, it was, it was not, the, not money. It's during the it was depression. During the depression, right? And really, I mean, pea pods were as good as currency back then. Right. I'm glad that we met with, that our ancestors helped people give away the only source of protein and vitamins, seeing as most of them would have had dysentery. <laughs> well, yeah, but they also got they got that back in entertainment, Lloyd, and that was important during those times. Yes, it kept public morale up. There you go. That's the history of our our cast. Go ahead with slices. Here we go. Okay. Alaska, you know, is known for kind of its wild and woolly uh, adventures. Anyone who's seen Northern Exposure can tell you that sometimes the uh, the moose don't stay on their side of the playground. You, you know? know, but I, I I think of Alaska and I think wild, sure. Mm-hmm. I don't think woolly as much. Well, it gets cold there. So you need woolies. You kind of have to be woolly. Well, at any rate. A wild and woolly animal, a 300-pound moose, as a matter of fact, uh, stumbled into this guy's yard in Alaska and died, right? And uh, he called the uh, Department of Fish and Game, hoping that they would come haul this 300-pound moose away. Well, turns out that they don't do that. So, uh, essentially, what it is, is if a, uh, an animal dies on public land, they'll come take care of it. If it dies on private land... It's up to you, right? So this guy, uh, Calvin Hay, and I have Maya to thank for this slice, by the way. I just want to put that out there. Um, oh, yeah. She's home moving. Did I say that? No, you didn't. Maya's home packing up because we're moving tomorrow. So there you go. Uh, yeah. She's making um, the bed. <laughs> <laughs> uh, she's actually unmaking the bed, probably. True. You know, uh, I mean, completely. Is she undoing it. those miles then? We actually sold the bed and we're just sleeping on a mattress I on actually, the floor. Actually, you know what? I helped unmake the bed. I helped take it apart for the people who came to. That's very nice off. of you. Yeah. Thank you. So, no problem. Uh, so, at any rate, uh, what's the logical thing to do when you can't get rid of a dead moose? Eat it. You cut put, it up with a chainsaw? Well, you put it on Craigslist. Oh. And so that's what he did. No. Yeah. Well, is it nice and cold right now? Like it would stay refrigerated? Um, I mean, I, th- I think it's always fairly, fairly, you know, chilly. Yeah. So, uh, I mean, but, the meat's not going rancid and laying in his yard. Yeah. I mean, he has a few days to sell it. That? Right. 300 he, pound rancid moose meat. Well, here's how he advertised it. He said you could use it for dog food or stuff it and put it in your front yard, 
bear bait, whatever. If you live in the lower 48, this might be your best opportunity to get a free Alaska moose. I don't really care. I just want it out of my yard. And, you know, one would think you're not going to get people to come running for a, a moose carcass. But within minutes, he started getting tons of responses. He said he got at least 50, including one person who offered to take one quarter of the moose. He said, <laughs> I want it, but I can only take a haunch. I got only a small knife and a bicycle. <laughs> Wow. <laughs> Still, I mean, I got to say. Uh, how does am, that guy make it in Alaska? I admire that guy's spirit that he's still willing to come up there with a pocket knife, cut off a quarter of a moose, and, and haul it home on the back yeah. of a bicycle. <laughs> that guy's my hero anyway. Why doesn't he just make four trips? The thing is, if he's got that thing on his back and he's riding a bike through woods, he's bear bait right yes, there. He is. He's, <laughs> he's a moving target. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe that was his whole point. Yeah, yeah the bears uh, find him just a little bit more challenging. So they're drawn to him. He's got, he's got wheels. <laughs> that bait's mobile. That's a good one. Oh, mercy. Okay. Well, a letter in which Albert Einstein dismissed the idea of God as the product of human weakness and the Bible as pretty childish has sold in auction for more than $400,000. Wow. Um, his actual quote uh, in the letter um, said, The word of God is for me nothing more than the expression and product of human weaknesses. The Bible, a collection of honorable but still primitive legends, which are nevertheless pretty childish. Um, I would say right now he probably has a slightly different opinion. Most well, likely. no, it's, it kind of lists then, obviously, he's, he's been one of the greatest minds of our time and that his theories allowed scientists to make predictions about space and pave the way for nuclear power and atomic bombs. Um, primitive? Childish? Perhaps. How's hell, Einstein? <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> Ouch. Wow. Hey, I'm a big fan. I, I mean, I... I I was a big Einstein geek when I was when I was young. I, I I was into science and all that kind of stuff. But you know what's funny is in his public life, he uh, he was always. Uh, I mean, he he'd make very broad and abstract statements, but he always seemed to espouse at, at least somewhat of a belief in God. Yeah. So I wonder how much of that was just public relations for him. It's hand. It's his handwriting. Yeah. But yeah. I mean, it was hidden. Yeah. He, what I'm never... saying is like the just in in public that you know. Uh, he kind of would give God. He played the public like like and, a fiddle. Yeah, that's what I'm thinking. Oh, so, yeah. I mean, Einstein definitely in his own time was was quite the celebrity, and uh, I I think welcomed that. And uh, I I'm just wondering how much of it was uh, keeping up his public image. Probably much of it. Yeah, with the flyover states. The thing I like about him is. Them. He, the, one of his policies, which I would love that. to, uh, I would love to adhere to my own lifestyle if, if I didn't find it a little bit boring, was the way he would do the whole seven days a week, seven suits, seven pairs of shoes, exactly the same, so he never had to waste brain energy on choosing clothes. Um, but then there's a part of me that thinks he was fairly old, so his friends are fairly old, and that's kind of mean if any of them had Alzheimer's. <laughs> Because <laughs> they see him, they see him Tuesday. He's wearing a tweed suit with a with maybe a red tie. They see him Wednesday. He's wearing a tweed suit with a red tie, and they're like, "I, I think I'm confused today." <laughs> oh man, he was just unkind generally. Yeah, in general, Einstein horrible person. Yeah, great mind. <laughs> he went down to the Christian nursing homes just to screw with them. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I'll show you petty and childish. <laughs> Take this. He, he would interrupt the uh, the elderly prayer groups. Were Petty and Childish two of the people at the nursing home? Yes. Yes. Uh, Richard Petty and... Josh Childish. Josh Childish. <laughs> Look at Einstein. 
Tell wrong, you what. wrong again. <laughs> Way to go, Einstein. Way to get that one wrong. Einstein. Sure, you're right about everything else. Um, I, I wonder if in his own time people would say his name real sarcastically every time he did something mildly stupid. You know, like he's walking down the street and trips over what his own Einstein. feet. Like, Way to go, Einstein. <laughs> I would have done that every day if I'd been friends with him. <laughs> yeah, good move there, Einstein. Um, so have you guys heard about my chemical romance? Evidently they've been, uh, I've heard of them. Right, right. Well, I'm speaking specifically of my chemical romance. Uh, no, the, the, I think that's believe, I believe that's called addiction. Well, I like my terminology. No, it's just his love of bleach. (laughs) Okay. Um, at any rate, however, on another note, the actual band, my chemical romance, uh, I guess newspapers in the UK have really criticized them for their moody music and lyrics, uh, saying that they're they're a bad influence on uh, you know angst filled emo kids. So uh, you know, proving everyone wrong, of course, hundreds of My Chemical Romance fans plan to march in protest. Oh gosh. Of, uh, of all this negative press. To uh, the offices of uh, London's Daily Mail newspaper. So I guess, you know, they're going to stand out there and, and cry. What, hundreds of emo kids? Hundreds of Can emo kids. Can anyone say the word cull? Huh? We could... Um, what word? Think. I couldn't understand cull. you. What does that mean? It's when, well, when there's like a, a, a bad bunch of livestock and oh, they like kill you them all. Them, you cull them out. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Now no? I get it. I'm no. kidding. Emos, no. I love you. Uh, <laughs> you and your sad emus poet. from from Alaska. You and, you, you and your sad poetry. <laughs> I don't think emus live in Alaska. I think a few do. <laughs> they, they, they heard there was free moose meat. They migrated. They, they there. went up there. Yeah. yeah, they're good opportunities up there. Good job opportunities. I have uh, I have another Snapple fact here. It says a goldfish's attention span is three seconds. How Much do, not not unlike Lloyd's. That's very true. Yes. I wonder how they tested that. Like yeah. ready, go, stopwatch. Yeah, like <laughs> they're playing Connect Four or something with the goldfish, and he makes one move, and he's like, "Let's play Jenga." <laughs> yeah. I doubt. I doubt that was it. No, that's that's the only way I can see it happening because he doesn't have the. Uh, the fingers. He doesn't have the fish fingers to... Uh, he Virginia, can point. But he Lord. could play Connect Four. He could point. He could be like, put put mine there. No, because he wouldn't. Because he'd be like, uh, put mine... Uh, you know what, I'm bored. What's over there? Yeah, that's pretty much what he'd do. They'd be like, your move, Goldfish. He's like, um, let's put mine... Ooh, Candyland. Let's do that. <laughs> yeah, Candyland, Candyland. Oh, look, I want to be that gets, guy. And then, oh, wait, wait. Then he gets it open. Let's play Monopoly. Like, yeah, he gets it open. He's like, oh, I'm going to watch TV. And then he's one of those guys that flips through the channels <laughs> constantly. He's going through. Well, not like, constantly, every three seconds. Yeah, and you're like, whoa, 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 that was, uh, that was the Godfather. Go back. No, no, got to keep going. I hate that. You know, you're flipping through stuff like, oh, it's Aqua Team, I'm going to stop, stop. And then he just keeps going. That's how the goldfish does it. I feel like you it. live with a, a, a goldfish who has a remote control. The, the goldfish, great friends, good, good at a party, horrible at Connect Four. Yeah. You don't want to play Connect Four <laughs> with that guy. He's just got no attention span. Yep. He is good at a party because he, he chats up everyone there. That's true. That's true. Everybody feels like the goldfish pays attention to him. He's got a lot of friends, but not a lot of deep friendships. Right. I know a lot of people like that. Mm-hmm. Interesting. They Most of them live in L.A. Yeah. That's pretty much the goldfish is an L.A. kind of, kind of person. <laughs> All right. It's really kind of a tragic figure. <laughs> it is. All right. That'll do it for Slices. Up next, 10th Avenue North. Can't-
listening to Death Cab for Cutie. The song is Kath. The album is Narrow Stairs. The common thread here is these songs are new and notable at AmazonMP3.com. And so I clicked them with, or I clicked once and bought them. You know, nice. I, I I should start buying my music that way because I six ninety nine an album, two albums I bought this week. Yeah, seven ninety nine for one, eight ninety nine for one. Not cool, man. Well, I mean, it is cool. It's just I've been buying a lot of stuff off iTunes lately, and I I ran into that problem. The DRM. The DRM because I bought uh, the new Death Cab, and I was trying to let someone else listen to it, and they couldn't. Right. So there you go, and then I mean the new Death Cab's like seven ninety nine at at uh, Amazon. I feel like such a doofus right now. It's a pretty good uh, deal. You look a little bit like one too. I bought the I the Duffy album, and it was six ninety nine. The Hillary Duff album? No, with Duffy. Oh, okay. UK. Uh, Patrick Duffy. Yeah. She's kind of vintage, uh, a la Amy Winehouse. So I'll, I'll play. I'll play some Duffy. Sure. So on the she's, next track. She's related to Patrick Duffy, though. Uh, I believe a niece. Okay. She is the lady from Atlantis. What? Didn't Patrick Duffy play the man from Atlantis? No, come on, he did. Is Patrick Duffy the one who was in... Step by Step? Okay, then. And Moving Dallas. on. Yeah, that is him. He played the man from Atlantis. Webbed hands. Gills. In Dallas? The same guy, then. I, I don't, <laughs> yeah, yeah, I don't remember that part of That was a Dallas. dream sequence. <laughs> My, yeah, that entire season turned out to be a dream, Lloyd. <laughs> wow. In your head only. Yeah. She, she hey, what was that hospital drama where the whole thing was a dream? The whole thing? Was it not uh yeah, what I thought it was Dallas. I thought it was I thought it was Dallas th- wasn't so much a hospital drama. No, I know, but I thought that that was the whole ending of Dallas, is that the whole thing was a dream. No, no, no. It was only one season. Oh. It was the a season where Patrick had the- Duffy died. And and became an Aquaman. <laughs> yes, yeah. and he wait, became wait, wait. the king no, of no. Atlantis. I'm thinking of I can't remember the name of it. It was a hospital drama and it had the guy who was the headmaster in that thing with Singy Savage. Oh yeah, all of us would wait, 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 wait. The the headmaster, meaning the principal, ER, the yeah. teacher, no, um, no, yeah. Mr. Feeney, Mr. Feeney, you're talking about he, from he Boy Meets World. This, it's not sent elsewhere. It was is also it? Is that Kit a, in Nightmare. Yeah, sent elsewhere. Is that a hospital drama? Yeah, but I don't think that that was all a dream. One of them. There's, there is a hospital drama that ended. You're talking about uh, Newhart. Yeah, it might be, and there was That's the whole wasn't hospital, a hospital drama, drama at all. It was a uh, Bob it Newhart. Was, it was a lodge an in Vermont. Okay, then no, drama. Then, then I'm right. There still Comedy. is a hospital drama that ended with the, basically throughout all the seasons. There was a kid who was constantly sick and was always in the hospital, and she had a, a like a snow globe with the hospital in it. And every now and again, in the background, she would shake it, and then ended the very last like episode. It, yeah. She would shake it. She should. That's why she was in there for so long. She, she would get <laughs> she better, kept, and then she'd she shake her, her hip, hip. would dislodge. Yeah. Um, the, in the end, she shook the thing, and then it like it turned out the whole thing was her dreaming what happened inside the snow globe. Mm. Hmm. And and what where does we, the merman fit into this? Patrick, Patrick Duffy, Duffy is the had, merman. Had I don't know. He was hands. just serving me orange juice that day. How going back to Dallas? Like how cruel is that? Like how how like if I was like emotionally engaged in following a show and c- cared about these characters, cared about the storyline, and then they just said, "Oh, you know what? Never mind. It was all a dream." Yeah, the last entire season, right? Like was a dream. I would feel betrayed by the show, and and you've broken my bond. But well, you know <laughs> what? The the upside to that was Patrick Duffy was back. 
That's true. So it was kind of like, well, I can't stay were, too mad. They were able to settle the contract negotiation. That, exactly. That's you know, exactly you think what that the, the viewers would be cheated? I feel I would. I I think I would feel very cheated as a viewer if I cared because about the show. Because I feel when Lost finally finishes, we're all going to feel no, a little bit cheated. You don't. You don't look a gift Duffy in the mouth. Okay. Well, they he give can you, swim underwater. They give you Patrick Duffy back. Air. You just accept it. Did we ever figure out what Lloyd was saying about Patrick Duffy bringing him orange juice? No. Okay, so we just moved on. Yeah, we just kind of moved on. Because I was thoroughly confused by that. I didn't know if I was the only one. No, I think everyone was. Okay, I think I was. <laughs> uh, a couple of days ago, actually, Tenth Avenue North came through the Relevant Studios. Um, it was they were here the day before their new album. Um, over and underneath uh, release. They it released this week on, I guess, Tuesday, because all the albums released on Tuesday. So I Makes guess sense. they were here on Monday. With, yes, indeed. They uh, were here on Monday. There you go. Their new album is actually on Provident. You can check them out at 10thAvenueNorth.com. I'm assuming it's a reference to the city that they're from. Hmm. Like like I was downtown this weekend, and uh, there's a band. Their their band name was Orange Avenue. Sure, kind of like Mike Dunn in the Kings of New England on New England Avenue. On New sure, England yeah. Avenue. So apparently, this is a common thing for bands to name themselves after a street in the city that they're from. Mm. Yep. One of my favorite bands from back home is called Grand Drive, and they are, it's a road right next to my my church from back home. Seven Mary Three, the old bit, not a street name, but one of their albums was called Orange Avenue. Yeah, and one of those guys actually lived across the street from me on New England. N- near Mike Dunn. Near Mike Dunn. Interesting. The king of New England. Interesting. Anyway, so uh, check them out at, on their website, on their MySpace. Their album's available everywhere, including uh, a bonus video version on iTunes, which I'm looking at right now. I'm seeing their bonus video. Yeah. It's pretty neat. It? Yeah, you feel like you're getting something extra, something yeah. special. It's worth the extra nine ninety nine because at AmazonMP3.com, let me see how much it is. Oh, it's also nine ninety nine at AmazonMP3.com. So for once, but, they didn't undercut you, iTunes. You can share it on as many computers as you want. But iTunes, you get the bonus video, mm. which mm. can't be shared mm. either. Correct. Correct. Well, you can share it with four other people. So uh, anyway, pro and con right there. DRM free. Bonus video. Yeah, you're just going to have to weigh your options on this one. All right. So you can decide for yourself by listening to 10th Avenue North. Hey, this is Mike from 10th Avenue North. And Jeff. And Jason and Scott are here too, but they're in chairs. (laughs) This uh, first song is Love Is Here, about looking to the cross to know we're loved and not elsewhere. Come to the water, you thirst, and you'll thirst no more. You come to the Father, you work, and you'll work no more. Love is pouring from his hands, from his breath. 
love is here Love is here Yeah Come to the treasure You search And you'll search no more Come to the lover You want And you want no more No Are you side. Um, he who began a good work and you will be faithful to carry it out into completion. Is 
I'll be by your side wherever you fall in the dead of night. Whenever you call and please don't fight these hands that are holding you. My hands are holding you. You look at these hands and my side. They swallow the grave on that night when I drank the world's sin, so I could carry you in and give you life. I wanna give you life, and I'll be by your side wherever you fall in the dead of night. Whenever you call and please don't fight these hands that are holding you. Yeah, my hands are holding you here in my side. Wherever you fall in the dead of night. Whenever you call and please don't fight these hands that are holding you. Yeah, my hands are holding you. Cause I. This is a song. Um, the main lyric is, uh, my love is over and underneath Christ talking to us, reminding us that his love is higher than our best purity and successes and accomplishments um, because he lived perfectly, and it's, it's underneath and lower than our deepest failures and sin because Christ bore our sin on the cross. So this is Times.
close, I fear you. Still, I'm afraid to tell you all that I've done. Are you done forgiving? Can you look past my pretending, Lord? I'm so tired of defending what I've become. What have I become? Listening to 10th Avenue North. Check them out at 10thAvenueNorth.com. Listening to Duffy, the album is Rock Fairy. You know that is a boat that I want to ride. <laughs> Especially Patrick Duffy's on board. 
Because a good thing is if the boat sinks, he has gills. Apparently yeah. he does. And web pants. In Lloyd's. You're missing the web pants. Yeah. Someone out there will have seen... We're going to get a feedback email. Lloyd's right. And you're all going to be eating pie that's humble. You're thinking of that merman guy from uh, Masters of the Universe. That's who you're thinking of. He did look like Patrick Duffy, but not Patrick Duffy. I'm not thinking of him. All right. So now it is time for Adam's new game. Yeah, I, I don't even like to call it my new game, camera. It's the world's new game. Without any further ado, here is the world premiere of Can You Lick That? The game show where we ask, Can You Lick That? And now, your host... Adam Smith. Thank you very much. Uh, this is the uh, the brand new debut episode of uh, Can You Lick That? And essentially, um, the the crux of the game. We've got our contestant today, Teresa. Hello. Who otherwise uh, known as the Reza, the Reza, <laughs> or Killer T, or Killer T, Hello. who many of you have met before. Um, you know, a long time. Well, long- nobody's met her. They've Did heard her. People who came come to the party. In for a tour. That's true. Come to the tour. So many of you have met her. That's true. I stand by my original statement. <laughs> um, now, essentially, the game works like this. And you guys at home, you can play along. We've got a list of items. And each item we ask, can you lick that? And if you can lick it, then there's a prize involved. Now, much like who wants to be a millionaire, you can choose, will I go to the next prize level and dare to lick that or um, will I go ahead and walk away and call it a day and be happy with what I have wait is the last prize a million dollars because if it is then Teresa can get out of here and I'll do it no no, um, no it's, not, it's, it's not in oh. any way a million dollars so yeah they, they increase slightly is uh, the ultimate prize your undying gratitude no oh. no and, and is it I office supplies you. that you've taken from the cabinet probably Maybe. That's Which I'm okay with both Jeez, Did you, you know, get that approved? Um, it's just transferring it from one person to another. <laughs> I was like to say, if, if I'm handing you this stapler. <laughs> yeah, here, you can keep this on your desk. <laughs> you don't that's what, that's awesome. what I'm saying. I still like yeah, yeah nice. you can't take it home. It's, it's not yours. Uh, but no, uh, basically, you're not going to know what the next item is. But you will know what the next prize level is. And you have to decide, is it worth it? Is it worth me going on and and seeing if I can lick that the next answer thing? is going to be yes, or else this is an uninteresting game. Well, I hope I hope it's yes. Oh. I hope that Teresa has the. Uh, can I just say that so I had two hesitations coming into this. The first one was, really is cool. this? Did you ask me as an employee as opposed to an intern because you know that I have health insurance? Like, no. should I be really hesitant? <laughs> my other Damn. one, my other hesitation was, is this one of Lloyd's other dirty tricks to try and get me to eat some sort of meat, like no. lick a pot roast or a T-bone steak or something? Wait, wait, wait! Lloyd, I've done that game why before. are you trying to get her to lick a pot roast? He, he doesn't support me in the fact that I, I don't love meat as much as him. There will be nothing don't, don't ethically yeah, offensive. There's nothing, there's nothing that's going to violate your um, you know, your dietary <laughs> customs. It will, really however, violate <laughs> your your sense of taste. I just and, thought it was a dirty trick, that's and all. I don't just mean like your physical sense of taste. I mean your <laughs> sense of decency and decorum. <laughs> so play along at home. The, uh, the first prize... The first prize level 
for a small frosty from Wendy's. Can you lick a plate of non-dairy coffee creamer? Mm. You have to finish it. Just (laughs) no, you have to lick it, but lick and consume entirely. In front of you, you have a pile of non-dairy coffee creamer. And Lloyd, you may hear clicking because Lloyd's going to document this for the podcast blog. So the question before you is, for a small frosty, can you lick that? How big of a lick? Is it tongue's touching or is it a standard Standard swooping lick? Swooping lick. All right, here we go. Ready? She licked it! Wow. She licked it! (laughs) All right. Now you've got the uh, you've got the small frosty. Yes. You can walk away right now. Ah, oh, tempting, tempting. Or you can play for our next prize item, a steak and shake milkshake. Oh. <laughs> Which is better than a frosty. Yes. Way better than a frosty. Um, so, would you like? Are you are you happy packing it in with the better. frosty? She said larger. Yes, larger. <laughs> are you happy I packing it in with the frosty, or do you want to move on? To the steak and shake milkshake. You know what? Okay. Yes, I will move on. You're going to move on. You're going to move on. Uh, Okay. Final answer. Our next item, a plate of distilled vinegar. Can you lick it? So, for a steak and shake milkshake, side by side, can you lick that? (laughs) She licked it! (laughs) (laughs) Like really. <laughs> now, you've got a steak and shake milkshake right now. That's a good milkshake that right there. That is a good milkshake. It's a side by side. Now, you can go ahead and you can take that steak and shake milkshake and you can walk away. You, you've, you've got that. That's guaranteed. Okay. Okay. Or you can risk it all and get lunch at the place of someone else that's choosing. <laughs> Most I can likely, just jump in the car and go most likely, the ride. most likely Chipotle <laughs> or somewhere of the sort. You can get lunch at Chipotle if you choose to move on. Oh, hands down, I'm in. I'm in. There's no turning back now. Okay, your next item: <laughs> a nine volt battery for lunch at Chipotle. Can you lick that? For safety reasons, we must just now say that anyone with a pacemaker should not try this at home. <laughs> You, I thought there was going to be sparks or something. You've got yourself lunch at Chipotle. The hey. lights just dimmed. Yeah. I'm a winner in my you, own eyes You've right got now. yourself lunch at Chipotle, and you've you've got yourself pretty serious tongue injury yes. from that battery. <laughs> Wait, are these all accumulating, or am I switching them? No, switching. you're switching. switching. They're, so, they're getting bigger and bigger. The, also, she won't be able to taste her lunch at Chipotle now, because <laughs> her nerves it's are dead true. by the battery. That's yeah. very true. Now, the moving on. If you can take that lunch at Chipotle, you can walk away right now. Or you can risk it all on lunch from that awful vegan place. Oh! <laughs> There's a place across the street, this new vegan restaurant that opened up is so delicious. And I swear... And Teresa's the only one who likes to go there. <laughs> yeah, we should say it's delicious like if you like eating gravel and cardboard. <laughs> yeah. 
Everyone hates it with all their being, but I think it's so delicious. I love, I love the hummus. Mm. All right, all right, I'm, I'm stepping it up. I'm stepping it up. You're gonna, you're gonna yeah. go ahead. And you're gonna risk it. You're gonna risk it on this, uh, this lunch. You understand? If you walk away now, you have lunch at Chipotle. I know. If you choose to go ahead and try to lick that, and you can't, you've lost it all. Can I phone a friend? <laughs> yes. Okay. Well, she me, wants to use one of her lifelines. She's gonna phone a friend. I'm gonna phone a friend. I'm gonna. I'm gonna. Uh, I'm gonna phone Corinne. She's one of our other editors here. She. Uh, she generally has my back in situations. So okay. we'll see what her so, wisdom in, is. In licking situations. In all licking right. si- so all gonna, situations. We're gonna call Corinne right now. Licking. Hello? Uh, Kareem, this is Adam from Can You Lick That? Oh my gosh, are you serious? <laughs> yes. That is awesome. Yes. We've got <gasps> Teresa on the phone. Hi, Kareem. You're, Hi, Teresa. You're her phone a friend. Wait, why isn't Kareem at work? She's on a bathroom break. Moving on. <laughs> you're her lifeline here, and she, she's she got a, a pretty, pretty distinct challenge in front of her. Okay, okay. And so she needs your advice. Okay, Teresa. Okay, Corrine, um, yes. I'm up to the level where I have a free meal at Ethos across the street. Awesome. Yes, because I know that Ethos is you, the best. <laughs> all the editorial likes I their meat. I love my just sarcasm only of 30 seconds here. Uh, uh, so I can step it up, and should I should I pass it for the next prize, or should I just stick it stick it and eat my hummus and be happy with it, or do you think I should step it up? What do you think? I'm kind of nervous. That's a really tough I mean, call. I had vinegar, a nine-volt bat. Ten seconds. I mean, hummus is so good. I know. You, I know you love I know you love ethos. Got five seconds. I, mean, uh, I, you, I say you go for the next one, though. All right. Kareen says go for it. Okay. So, I, I respect Kareen. So you're going to go for it. We all do. Yeah. You're going to go for... Uh, Except she's not at work, and we don't know why. <laughs> for what lunch at ethos. Yeah. Uh, Can you lick a jar of Vegemite? Uh, now we're not talking a little dab of the tongue. We're talking a swooping full lick. on a finger full of Vegemite. <laughs> Art, do you think you can lick that for lunch at Ethos? I have to warn you. I've had this before. Wait a second. A finger full of Vegemite is a lunch at Ethos. Yeah, I, I've had this before, and you will not be able to get that awful taste out of your mouth for about a month. We'll say, I think we'll that's Ethos's tagline on their sign. <laughs> You won't be able to get that awful taste out of your mouth for about a month. <laughs> Interestingly yeah. enough, a finger full of uh, Vegemite is also banned in Sydney. <laughs> <laughs> so, can you lick that? Okay. Okay. Ready? Oh, oh man! She licked it! <laughs> And she's a vegetarian. Yeah, that's like the sun to you. That should be the sweet nectar your of source heaven. of energy. Yeah. Okay. You can't spit it out. You got to... Licking is a full process. Yeah, we ha- she has not completed the lick swallow, yet. She spits that out. Swallow, swallow that water. The lick is not completed. Nah, she completed uh, the she lick. She licked it. That's really gross. <laughs> it, my son has that on toast. It's the worst That's thing really I've disgusting. ever had in my life. That's why he's stabbing strangers in the shin. <laughs> he's probably just angry that he has to eat Vegemite. Okay, now, you've got yourself lunch at Ethos. Hey! You licked the Vegemite. And frankly, it smells horrible in here. I know. I can't get off my finger. That's not the Vegemite. Yeah, I'm sorry. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he beat me to it. I was going to say, That's Lloyd. I know that smell anywhere. <laughs> If you want to move on, 
you could potentially lose everything. But if you move on, you get yourself a day at Universal Studios. Wow. In this case, the winner takes it all. Now you have to think the about, loser takes the fall. about how bad that Vegemite was. And these things are getting exponentially worse. And I'll tell you that there was a slice about a rotting moose carcass earlier in this very podcast. So It was offered for free on Craigslist. And we may know, have it, we may not. You did notice an awful stench when you came in here. <laughs> Once again, Lloyd, you just have to ask yourself, do you want to go ahead and take the safe bet with the, the meal at Ethos? Or do you want to move on for a day at Universal Studios? I can sit there comfortably, comfortably with my hummus and my carrot sticks, or bustle around with a bunch of tourists and ride the new Simpsons ride. Uh, yeah, you, you're, you're accentuating the negative. There are so many positives about a day at Universal. Like you'll remember uh, it forever. What? I can work on my tan. You can make, you can make a memory you will never, <laughs> you will have for the rest of your life. The picture. Of you will not remember that that lunch at Ethos. Yeah, you will plus, remember your day at Universal. One plus about Universal Studios. At the moment, you get to work in an office with one brick. Go to Universal. There'll be hundreds there. Hey. Thousands. Um, <laughs> okay, thousands. You know what? You know what? She's going to think about it. Let's take a commercial break. All right. We'll come right back <laughs> after the break. Subscribe to Relevant. Subscribe. And we're back. And I believe that Teresa has made her decision right. about whether or not she can lick that. That being the mystery item, the prize being a day at Universal Studios. Hmm. All right. Well, for my newfound freedom for Vegemite, I think I think the yeast extract kind of got to me. I think I think I'm just gonna take my hummus wrap and and uh, head back to my desk. And get back to work. You're take, no, no, no. You're gonna take the lunch at Ethos. That's lunch at that's Ethos. a good prize. Yeah. Mm. You yeah. did very well. You got all the way She's up to the quitter. Vegemite. Uh, I'm just, you know, there's no room for you know quitters, She's, and can you lick that? There's there's nothing wrong with taking the safe bet. Yes, there is. Um, it's called quitting. So, <laughs> Teresa, thank you very much. Thanks for playing. We appreciate it. Appreciate now, it. Uh, the last item, by the way, just so you know, and for those of you at home, was a taser. <laughs> In the mouth. That would kill. <laughs> So, oh. And we have it right here. Right here. Yeah. <laughs> a taser. I missed out on so many things. Okay. So, thanks for playing. She would have come to five or ten minutes from now and had a free day at Universal A free day Studios. at Universal. But you know what? You got the lunch at Ethos. You made it to Vegemite. Well Kicked done. myself all the way to my desk. Thank you for playing. Thanks Can for having me. Can you lick that? And you know I pedal to the chain slip So fly, propellers, propellers to the angels Repelling the fellas that's jealous of the name It's repelling to rappers as soon as I stage hit So one, two, one, two, mic check I'm out for the high end, EQ my steps Don't use bad grammar, so please excuse this I'm just trying to let know who I is We're listening to the cool kids. Save the best for last. The album finally came out. Uh, the song is Mikey Rocks. 
The album is called The Bake Sale. We've been waiting for this one for a long time. Yeah, there are some cool kids. I'm not a fan of the cool kids. They always pick me last. <laughs> <laughs> always hit you in the face with the dodgeball or no, stab just, you in the shin with just a with their fists <laughs> And their cruel words. <laughs> Oh man Well see if you can move past that To enjoy their music Oh I have Hey so that little kid Didn't win American Idol this week No uh, um, That's a surprise right I don't know I All I knew um, is that- Well I don't know if it was Such a surprise He was kind of there As a token I think For ages And although they thought He had a chance I think He, he just wouldn't have been Sellable He would have been like I saw five minutes of American Idol this year, and it was the five minutes where he was singing Chris Brown's My Boo and swaying awkwardly. Yeah, it's creepy. It was like, it was awful. And then the judges pointed that out, like, dude, that was awkward. That's not you. You don't say things like boo and, you know, whatever. No one should ever say things like boo. Chris Brown can pull it right, off. Unless you're trying no, to get, unless no you're trying to That is the hiccups. most ridiculous, stupid song title ever in the history of mankind. Yeah, so, so I I didn't know what all the hubbub was about about the kid, but whatever. Yeah, but he's a loser now. So he is a loser, literally. Mm-hmm. Nothing uh, good will <coughs> ever happen for him again. <laughs> okay, so now it's time for your feedback. Uh, now that we have recovered from, can you lick that and cleared the studio of all the horrible odors and offensive people. Um, <laughs> I, we have your feedback. Uh, you guys came through in a big way. We asked you to ask us some questions, and a lot of great questions came in. So wow. um, I will uh, just read through a few of them, and we can answer the ones that, that we, we feel to. like. Yes. Yeah. Oh, first of all, uh, and um, this isn't really a question, but Sarah Escamilla, probably Escamilla. She she wrote in and said that uh, she's shocked how rough how much rough feedback we get. Um, as she said, I felt compelled to let you guys know that my husband and I love everything about Relevant, but the podcast oh. is definitely the favorite. Man, thank you. Thank you. She said, uh, I think the reason you're so successful and so darn likable is that what you do is done with clear purpose and vision. Uh, the Christians want, though Christians in general want things that are deemed right, spoon-fed to them. It's great. You guys oh. are just providing relevant material and letting us make the decisions. So keep up the good work. And keep those podcasts coming. I think that's a dig on when I skip them. <laughs> Um, whenever there's a new one, my husband and I get so excited. It's crazy, really. We sit on the couch together, listen, and laugh. Oh, thank you. That's so sweet. That was very that's, nice. That's very nice to hear. Yeah, everything we do, we do with purpose. Like, can you lick that? Right. Hi, Podcast Men. This is from Monica. No last name. Why, oh, why do you leave Maya out of the info loop? Poor woman. In the last podcast, she had no idea about the changes or the new game. And you guys are not honoring Kara's last wishes. Where is the estrogen section? Surely Maya <laughs> isn't slacking off. You guys are editing it out, aren't you? Hey, I didn't know either. Yeah, that's true. It's because the two of you were not, not on the podcast and, and didn't listen. Didn't listen that's, to the podcast. So, Monica, it's Maya's own fault. <laughs> I listened. Actually, to be honest, I listened, so I knew roughly. I was not part of the, uh, the sway of it, but... Right. Well, that was a two-person decision. So she's While saying, she's saying that we, we were maybe a bit offensive towards Maya, and w- our response is, Maya, you should be listening. Right. <laughs> just as offensive as always. <laughs> uh, okay, so Megan Burka wrote in. She said, what magazines do you regularly read? Have any of you discovered any really interesting publications recently? Um, I, of course, I love Relevant, but I wanted to know what, what stands out to people in the industry. Horse and Hound. <laughs> <laughs> um, I read Dwell. 
Yeah, uh, I like Wired is probably the one that I yeah I like read Wired. Like cover to cover. Um, I read good. Big fan of Ad Busters. New scientist. That's just nude scientist. Nude scientist. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> not seen that one. No, uh, new scientist. Uh, McSweeney's like McSweeney's. I uh, I was going through the domains we own the other day because we own a lot of them because I'll buy ones on the whim. Usually after a podcast, we'll I say you something. just said whim. Whim. <sighs> I, I like pronouncing every letter in a word. Whim. Yeah. Okay. And, uh, and I could hear that. I could hear the H in there because they're because <laughs> they're alphabetical. The very first one at the top of our list is attractivenerds.com. Attractivenerds.com. We own yeah. attractivenerds.com. I thought of nude scientists. Maybe I should check that out. <laughs> see, <laughs> see if anyone has that yeah. one. Don't do. Don't just type it into the the to Google. Yeah. Yeah, that would be awful. Barrett Case wrote in a question just for Lloyd. Mm. I'm, Lloyd, I'm curious to know what you think about American evangelicalism and the American church. Is it much different from your past experience? If yes, how so? If not, well, never mind then. Well, I would say the difference is that everything is a lot more... I don't know how to say this without <laughs> offending an entire country. Um, you've you've already done so a lot of times, so you may as well just... Uh, that smell in here is yeah. offensive. It's, it's part <laughs> of the course. Lord, um, so. I would say that the, the difference is just um, sometimes things are done, uh, through, like filtered through different churches. You can you, There is a feel that things are done in... Uh, everyone has the right heart to do the right thing, but the, a lot of the, the ways and the means they do it is an imitation of something else they've seen. Um, whereas a lot of churches in the UK, I think, just... They don't try and imitate things, sometimes to their downfall. They'll not try certain things, not do certain things, and it will mean that that church suffers. Um, whereas I feel like a lot of churches in America try too hard. That would be my opinion. Uh, we have a question here from Travis Mamone. It says, what's your favorite thing to do during the summer? P.S. Neil Diamond is actually quite relaxing. Um, work. Yeah, I don't really do anything during the yeah, summer. Yeah, I mean, we it's, it's not like we I have like, a I like summer to go break. To the beach. Yeah. Yeah. We get summer break. Yeah, yeah considering summer is really like 10 months out of the year yeah. in Florida. It, honestly, it's like, it just what do you like to do always? Yeah, it just doesn't feel all that different. Like, yeah. you know, I mean, without, number one, a change in season. Right. And number two, like a summer break. It just really doesn't feel all I mean, that different i could answer that in terms of what i would do in the uk which i haven't i mean this is my first summer here so in the uk i would take advantage of the short break of, of heat and sunshine and go camping or something that's outdoorsy because most of the time we flee to our brick homes and put jumpers on uh, so i i will i will say i like to canoe i really like to canoe that's why i like to canoodle Ooh. <laughs> anything so, water-based i like water yeah so yeah, that's that's a good fun thing during the summer. I I like getting uh, ice cream. Daniel Day Lewis wrote in. Oh wow! Not really. <laughs> Daniel P Lewis. Oh, I got excited that's though. That's exciting. Uh, do you have any scars? If so, how'd you get them? He's from the Jersey Shore. Yeah, I have a scar that runs from that runs the entire length of my for my left forearm, um, which I got from I was playing rugby slash wrestling, um, which is a pastime of mine. In a, in a friend's garden I was picked in the air dropped and instead of bending at the elbow my arm <laughs> folded in half no, so no, no. I don't handle those stories well <laughs> oh, okay anyway basically it had to be it had to be put to get back together again with lots of metal and and screws and plates and stuff so to get in there they had to open it fairly wide so I have a big scar there but there's a, a pretty awesome story involved in that there is it's actually the story of how I became a Christian um, my 
my arm was kind of uh, through all the different kind of procedures they did. They told me I basically wouldn't get full use of my arm back, and that it, uh, it would be very much a kind of um, very weak and very kind of yeah, it just wouldn't be much use to me. Um, and at the time, I, I attended church for most of my life, but I wasn't a Christian, I would say at all. And um, my church was going to this event. Um, and I thought, if I go along, I might get a girlfriend. Um, it happened at the weekend that the event was happening. They'd just taken off one of the last casts, and it was the first time my arm was kind of out of cast. Um, and it was very kind of shriveled. It had been, like, sealed up for months and stuff. Um, it was very, like, it, had, it drained of color, all this kind of stuff. I couldn't use it. Um, and in one of the um, evening kind of sessions of this thing, um, something the, the speaker was saying kind of just hit home. I'd... I'd been into a lot of horrible stuff with my life and it kind of, it, it culminated to me just hating where I was as a person, hating everything I'd become. Um, and so I kind of called God out and said, if you think you've got something to do in my life, I need to, I need some kind of proof. Um, and my arm grew strength and grew back its form um, right in front of me. Uh, the, the, the muscle tissue kind of grew and I had strength straight away and I could use it again. So I got completely healed. Wow. So... Yeah, very cool story. I feel like any scar I could tell you about kind of pales in comparison. <laughs> um, I, I I do have a, a fairly embarrassing one on my hand where I was uh, when I was about fifteen or so. My uh, my grandfather had caught a a bass back in uh, say nineteen seventy six or so, and uh, it was it was mounted up on the wall. And when he passed away, this bass passed on to me. You know, because that's what you want is your your grandfather's bass. So it was hanging up on my wall. I was dusting my shelf. The fish fell off the wall, and its fin sliced open my hand and left a scar. So a fish wow. that had been dead for 20 years almost. Uh, Seeked its, its revenge. Yeah, saw yeah. its revenge out on, you know, my, my grandfather's youngest male heir. I can uh, kind of hear him as he's being him. as he's being ready to be prepared to be mounted. He's just before he died. He was like, "Someday I yeah. will have vengeance." <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Somehow, yeah, it's one of those things that a good horror movie is made from. You know, like <laughs> the spirit of this fish seeking vengeance. But then it's like, oh well, really, it was just mildly painful. So if that's if that's all you get, then you know you're really still the loser in this deal. <laughs> I have one small scar on my left index finger. It's a V. And it's because when I, I, as a kid, I was, I, I got into trouble in the woods a lot, um, like setting fires and things like that. <laughs> as anyone does. Right. And so there was, I, I came upon a, a, uh, kind of infestation of bamboo mm. and I thought I'm going to make myself, I'm going to whittle myself a fishing pole. <laughs> so I had a rusty old knife and cut one down and was cutting the, um, the little shoot soft, you know, the little branches yeah. off of it or whatever. But I was holding it with my left hand and cutting toward me. And, and, and as you got further down, further down the bamboo, it was tougher and tougher to mm. cut it off. And so I'm really putting a lot of weight and effort into it. And sure enough, you know, it snapped and poof, the knife jabs right into my left hand mm. cut right into the bone like the knife oh. stuck into the bone oh, right so geez. it's like holding the knife nice. on my finger and i pull it out and it's like such a deep cut that i see the white of the bone and no blood has shown oh, up yet i had that one time I've and then like once. it took like three or four seconds like i cut the nerve i didn't feel anything and then like i'm looking at it and all of a sudden the blood started mm -hmm. and Oh my gosh! Ter you know, I'm terror. I'm running through the the woods, running to the house, screaming my head off, blood yeah. gushing down my arm. Wow. You know? Yeah, 
Did you have to get stitches or anything? No, I didn't tell my mom or anything because I would have gotten in trouble for cutting bamboo. <laughs> right. So I just bandaged it up myself, and that's why I still have a scar. Nice. All right, we got a few a few more here. Uh, S- Southern Rock Chick at AOL.com wrote and said, her question is, guess what? Um, that's the question? <laughs> and the answer is Patrick Duffy. I was going to say Ed Bakley Jr. Okay. Um, uh, Mark Bouillet wrote in. I know Mark Bouillet. I'd like to know how it is possible that Lloyd has yet to have a Frosty. It seriously makes no sense to me at all, and I do not understand why this bothers me so much, but it does. You guys have talked about it several times, and Wendy's has locations everywhere that he must drive by at least five times a week. Do I need to drive down there and give him one myself so I can stop thinking about it? Yes. You need to drive down and give us all one. Jeremy Duncan wrote in uh, with a few questions. Number one, how much do each of you make, and do you tithe? (laughs) Um, (laughs) That's a joke. He was kidding. Oh, I was going to say... I. I make several birdhouses a yeah. year. Like, is that what he's referring mm-hmm. to? Like, and do you like tithe on those? Cr- yes, I give a tenth of my birdhouse. Yeah, I give a yes. tenth of all the canoes I whittle. Net or gross? I, I, I'll have to run some numbers on that. He says, can you please, please, please interview Matt Chandler from the Village Church in Highland Village, Texas? The answer is no. <laughs> <laughs> we'll look into it. So Micah Morris wrote in and said... This is something that he or she has always wondered about the magazine industry. Is Micah a guy's name or a girl's name? Yeah, uh, it can be both, I believe. I know. That's why I Usually said, guy. It's it a he, normally she. guy, but it can be used for a girl. Okay. If this Micah was from Richmond, Virginia, would it be a guy's name I or girl's name? I think it's a guy. Name? Guy. It's a guy. Micah in Richmond? I think yeah, Virginia, no, they name their no, girls. No, no I've, I've known a lot of Southern Micahs. Yeah. Okay. All right. Well, Southern Micah wrote in and said, this is something he's always wondered about the magazine industry. When one subscribes to a magazine, why does it take so long to receive the first issue? I used to think it had something to do with payments having to clear. But in this age of instant credit card verification via the internet, that theory doesn't hold up. I'm sure it's more complicated than just adding one's name and address to a Microsoft Word mail merge. But you think it wouldn't be that difficult to get the next upcoming issue after paying? It's a pretty boring question, but I've always been curious about it. Um, I can tell you. We have a schedule with the printer, um, you know, that the magazine ships when it prints every two months. We have scheduled supplemental mailings um, every two weeks after that. So the process is your order comes in, goes to the fulfillment company. Once a week, the fulfillment company batches all those together, deposits the money into our account, and then sends adds you to the list and then sends that supplemental order to the printer. It will then hit the next supplemental mailing and then it takes a week or two to hit your mailbox. So you have a week from the order to the fulfillment company, the fulfillment company to the supplemental mailing may be a day, maybe uh, 13 days, somewhere in that two week window, depending on when it hit. And then you have the mailing time. So if you add that up, that's four to four to six weeks and our thing says six to eight weeks just depending on if it's somebody who's in the remote parts of the country or something mail may take a little bit longer so not to mention we screen all of our subscribers through the cia so it takes that that extra week and a half right um he he was right that was a boring question so (laughs) matthew rawlings wrote in and said uh this one's for adam um he's from portsmouth ohio Okay. And he says, Adam, how does it feel to know that your precious rock lies in the warm I hands to, of I, another and better state? How dare you? I will. You I will uh, I'm sorry. This makes me passionate. I swear on my dying breath that that rock will be ours again. It's a crud rock. It belongs in crud state. Aaliyah Regier or Regier from London, Ontario 
um, has a question for you. My birthday is coming up in June. Is there any way the podcast crew is rentable? Um, for the right price. <laughs> Honestly, everybody has a price. Yeah. Throw us a bid. Throw us a, yeah, throw us some numbers. Let's <laughs> let's talk real numbers here. Does she mean as a podcast crew or is she needing clowns? She said, I, we need <laughs> entertainment for my party. And so oh. she wants to know if the podcast crew is rentable. Um, oh. You know, we're much better edited. Yeah. But, yeah well, uh, what are we going to do? Go up with some mics and just do a bit? Just podcast? No, no. I think she wants Adam to bring his elephant. Uh, the elephant actually uh, has passed away. No, oh. well, it's passed away to he, India. He but. actually walked onto my lawn and dropped dead. <laughs> <laughs> it's okay. Someone picked him up yesterday. Check in out my Craigslist. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so if you guys want an elephant carcass, or or just a hind. Yeah, yeah. If you've got a bike and a small knife, <laughs> but also if you're looking for a coffee machine <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> or a Pro Tools board. Uh, okay, I hear uh, this is from Cody Bennett. He says, "I hear a lot of people connect relevant to the emergent church. I think." this may be because the emergent church is so poorly defined. I, for one, don't have a clear idea of what people are referring to. All I know is Brian McLaren um, has a large part in it. I just want to know what your definition is of the emergent church. Uh, by the way, he loves the magazine. And he's a facilitator at Extension 4189. Oh, all right then. He doesn't have the sounds phone like, number. Sounds like a sounds like a good job. Um, I don't know. No. I don't know either. I seriously I, I would don't. say I wouldn't be able to quantify it. That's why we don't want to be lumped in with it because when you say, oh, the emergent church, yeah. you have put a definition on it that is not accurate to us. Right. You know, whether it's a and positive or a negative. be accurate to them. We don't know. Yeah, we, so it's like. Don't lump us in with something that's not defined. Yeah. But don't define us either. <laughs> so maybe we are. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I mean, there's certain, yeah, I mean, they can't even agree on theological stuff. I think the whole literal emergent organization is about conversation or Mm -hmm. something like that. And, uh, we did an article on this a year and two, probably two years ago, actually kind of like wrestling with it. And they were actually quite upset, the emergent organization, but you know, we were looking at it objectively to say, well, what is this and where's it going? Right. Now there are a lot of guys in it who really like us. Yeah. We're, we're very close to, but I don't. I wouldn't there are a lot of guys on the opposite end of the spectrum that we're really close to as well. I so. think we're way too conservative or right. or theologically conservative right. or we don't quite get it. Well, yeah, what I'm saying is like we we have good friends in the the emergent movement. We have good friends on the opposite end of the spectrum and they like us equally. And, you know, we get along with both of them, but I, I wouldn't lump myself in either category. Mm. Now, I've heard the phrase the emerging church as yeah. opposed to emergent. And I would say, well, the emerging church is probably uh, the up and coming generation. Sure. There's a different perspective and po- style to it. And I would say, sure, we're in the sure. emerging church. Sure. Post-evangelical right. is another term I've heard a lot. I right. would say I would I would be comfortable saying that. Like, sure. you know, we're, we're post we're giving the evangelical we're actually, movement of the 50s through the 80s. I would say we're actually partially giving voice to the emerging church. Sure. Emergent as an organization is a specific organization yeah, that, you know, gets misdefined or right. I don't know. And we're not in any way like officially affiliated with the emergent village or anything like that. Right. Exactly. So hope that clears up <laughs> stuff. <laughs> I'm actually more confused yeah. now. Uh, I, I don't even. A day. I don't even know what religion I am at this point. <laughs> Neither do they. I think we're Hindu. <laughs> Emergent. I believe it's an old wooden ship. <laughs> and this is the last email that that I'll, I'll read is from Justin Pick. Justin Pick. 
<laughs> Twist and pick, everybody. I was going to say, you're really wanting something really from this. I really want to go somewhere with that. But, um, it's not like his name is just in time. Uh, right, yeah. exactly. Uh, Hanover, Pennsylvania is where Justin Pick resides. He has a couple questions here. Number one, what is your favorite retirement account? 401k, Roth, 401k, 403b, IRA, Roth IRA, etc. Roth IRA, hands down. He says his is Roth 401k. It's a pretty sexy retirement plan for anyone under 30. Um, so there you go. I don't want to be made to stumble. So I try and stay away from that. Right. Um, he says, what is a business structure of relevant media group and who fills what spots? Uh, the business structure is we're a C-corp. Um, I started it and own it. And that's it. It's pretty simple. Yeah. It's, it's, I filled it. Uh, I filled out an online form once. I'm just kidding. I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> it's kind of a flat structure, like for the most part, which yeah. I think is good. Like, it's uh, well, we have a leadership team: um, Adam over editorial, Betsy Hickman over marketing, uh, Philip Self over uh, business development, which would be sales and anything revenue sure. generating. And then um, we have a very collaborative structure in the design department. And really a, try to keep a very horizontal structure across the company so everybody collaborates and has a voice. Yeah, and I think that that's the way it is. Like, I mean, they're, yeah, there are directors over departments, but I think that for the most part, it's it's still just very collaborative, like you said, very horizontal structure. All right. Well, that was fun. Thanks for writing in such good questions. We have several more. Sorry if we couldn't get to your email, but this is already a very long podcast. For this week's editorial question of the week, here we go. Editorial question of the week. All right. Well, in honor of Indiana Jones coming out after a 19-year yeah. hiatus. Yeah. I'm so excited. It got us wistfully thinking back about movies that we loved. In fact, last night I pulled out my old VHS of Indiana Jones trilogy. Really? Yeah. Nice. Yeah. It's like the dog You had to go on an archaeological dick just to, just to find them. Pretty much did. That's what packing and moving is all about. <laughs> Um, but it got us wistfully thinking about movies we loved that we really would love to see the next installment of, you know, some people, you know, want to see the next swinger. Some people want to see another Ferris Bueller or some people, you know, yeah. so, so we want to ask you, what movie would you like to see another installment of, uh, maybe it's a movie from your childhood in the nine or eighties. We maybe. won't accept ghost dad too, though. No, no we'll accept <laughs> ghost dad too. Electric Boogaloo. Or Leonard Part 7. <laughs> Leonard Part 7. Yeah. Uh, so write into editorial at relevantmagazine.com or feedback at relevantmagazine.com and, and include not only just, you know, here's the movie, but what would happen yeah. this time. And bonus for a movie poster. Oh, that would be. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And if you can throw a cast in there, you know, you'd really, you know, because the new Indian Jones has Shia LaBeouf. Yeah. You know, Ray like. Winstone. Who, yeah. yeah you got to bring some more people into it. Yeah. Right. Or yeah. Police Academy 12. All new cast except Michael Winslow is still in it. <laughs> because Michael and Winslow desperately needs to eat. But he also looks no different. Isn't he in like that commercial the for... Uh, commercial. The Geico commercial. Look he looks exactly different. the same. Did, has he Because he looked like he disappeared from the scene. I think he actually just went into cryogenic freezing. <laughs> and they're like, one day when we need him again. Michael, <laughs> the world needs Michael yeah, Winslow. Yeah, that's what it was. Michael Winslow is like, I want to be frozen for a day far in the future when the world needs me again. Wherever zany sound effects are needed, Woo! I'll be there. <laughs> <laughs> and he's back. Um, yeah. Uh, I, the other night, I was, uh, maybe it was, you know, Friday night, TBS, they show great movies, right? I don't know what channel it was. It wasn't TBS, but I was watching Police Academy 6. 
Oh yes, yeah. they were in City Miami. Under City under siege. They were in Miami. Yeah. How how ashamed should we both be right now that we both know what Police Academy Six was called? I'm not sorry about that Maya, one bit. Maya walked through. Is like, what are you watching? And I'm like, Police Academy Six. Yeah, you know. And it was so bad I couldn't look away. And she's like, whatever, you know. And I was like, seriously, give it one minute. Okay, she sat down and watched the entire movie with Heck me. Yeah. It, That's the one where like Hightower was like selling flowers, but they get him back in on the yeah, case right and, near the end. Yeah, and, like, and yeah. then uh, then uh, Michael Winslow at the end pretends to be the robot. <laughs> yeah. Oh man, I loved that movie. <laughs> so so tell us the movies that you know the movie that you love that you want to see the next installment of in uh, right in and wait 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 is cast it, and is it City Under Siege? Yes, it's Six is Six. What's is the City one Under with Siege? Moscow? That's seven. Mission how, to how Moscow. How does it go? That was the last one, wasn't I it? I think seven? nine. No. Yeah, I think there was a nine. Um, nine. I can't remember what five was called. Six, Citizens the on bad Patrol. Guy in six was, Citizens on Patrol was four, wasn't oh, was it? it? The, which is the, the one I saw was the one in Miami. Yeah, that's, yeah, that's, that's City, under City Under Siege. That, the bad guy in that one was Clayton from Benson. <laughs> that, it my was favorite the one that, movie or my favorite TV show from the 80s it Benson. was the one though at the end where Mike, Michael Winslow was pretending to be a yeah, robot yeah, yeah, right? he gets all that all I remember it, it, the big climax was on a boat yeah. like because the police captain was uh, kidnapped but he thought it was part of the police uh, drills kinda. wait are we sure that's not Police Academy 4 wasn't Police Academy 4 in Miami oh jeez it's We're going to have to IMDB this. Yeah, okay, sorry, well, folks, if, seemed... you, if you're now going, you guys are idiots, it's clearly this. If we've upset you Or enough, if you're going, you guys you are idiots, to... you've spent the last five minutes talking about police academy. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so write in, and uh, we'd love to see movie posters. We haven't given you guys a visual challenge in a while, so um, we'll see who rises to the top here. It'll Spencer Fruling, we're talking to you. <laughs> Okay, well, that'll do it for this week's edition of the podcast. Many thanks to 10th Avenue North for coming through. Again, you can check them out. Uh, well, their album's out now. It came out last week. It stores nationwide. They're on Provident Records, and their website is 10thAvenueNorth.com. Uh, many thanks also to The Reza for playing Can You Lick That? And next week, you think we'll do another game? Yeah, we'll do another game. Next week, another game. So mm. make sure to stay tuned for that. And uh, if nobody else shows up unexpectedly, like band-wise, I'll play that Leland interview that we had. All right. There you go. All right. So on that note, we'll wrap things up. I'm Cameron Strang. I'm Sergeant Tackleberry. <laughs> and I'm Lloyd Kinsley. We'll see you next week. supper in the summer when it's hotter than the oven. We the coolest kids we know. So you know we into something that involved doing something with a trunk to get that bass drum pumping. It's my party, so get up. If you don't, you get in jump. What's happening? Hey, where's the party? Say you heard me say it. It's a party right around my way. So if you finna start it, then don't do nothing small. Get everyone involved in saying it. It's a party. What's happening? Hey, where's the party? Say you heard me say that it's a party right around my way. So Relevant podcast. Anytime, anywhere. She licked it! <laughs>